0: You are tuned in to Lightworker's Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. You know, spirituality can be one of the greatest tools to help us navigate this human experience all of us spiritual beings are having in this lifetime. But as with all things yin and yang, it can also be one of the most dangerous. It can it can get scary. There's a light and a dark side to everything. And with spirituality, I have found that a lot of people who start to show an interest in it, who all of a sudden start paying attention to the repeating numbers they see, or the deer running out in front of them, or the fox that runs across the field when you wake up and go outside with your lemon water... You see these synchronicities and you start to get more curious. And I often find, I mean, I'm gonna go for a stretch and say it's about 99% of the time, people really turn to spirituality and astrology when they're in a really tough chapter of life, when they're in when they're traversing through really crazy waters and they're scared and they're afraid and they don't know where to turn. I find that's when people really turn to spirituality. And while it's just human nature, it can also be kind of dangerous. Because as the age of Aquarius does its thing, and spirituality is slowly starting to go from being woo-woo and witchcraft to the norm, You know, it's starting to become very normal that, hey, if you apply to work at my place, I want to read your birth chart or uh, not even that. Hey, I want to go on a date with you. I see that you're a Gemini. Well, what's your moon sign in? What's your Venus in? I want to know more. These are starting to become the norm. Now, I'm, you know, forgive me for stuttering. I'm dealing with adrenal fatigue on top of, I just got done a very beautiful crystal light session. There's so many things I want to share with you guys. But with spirituality, it can get dangerous when we are desperate for answers, when we are desperate for someone to tell us which way to go, what to think. You know, I see this in my own practice. There's People want to know when they're going to get pregnant. People want to know when to the day when they're going to meet their twin flame, their forever love, or, oh, you know, twin flames, as you guys know that can be a whole other podcast. But we seek out and we search for the unknown because we're so confused, we're so lost, we're so scared. So many things. And when we approach these things with those attitudes, it can get dangerous because when we work with spiritual people, when we are desperate for answers, we'll believe anything and everything they say. If they tell us, oh, you'll meet your twin flame a year from now. They're coming back into your life. You could miss out on wonderful people who could very much be the right person for you if you hold on to what this person is saying. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I don't really dabble in predictive astrology too much. If you guys have had a birth chart reading by me, you know, we do look at your progressed chart to look at your progressed moon just to kind of see what skin you're in for the next two years. But that's as far as I'll take it. If someone wants to know, when am I going to get pregnant? When am I going to meet the one? When am I going to get a pay raise? I, I don't play with those because when it comes to being intuitive, psychic, whatever you want to call it, we are reading energy of that current moment of that current moment, how you showed up to that session, to that reading, is the energy that we are reading. It's always shape-shifting. It's always changing. And as a really good psychic once told me at a reading, she said, hey, I want to preface this with anything I say is me reading you right now. If you leave and go rob a bank... Everything I'm about to tell you is omitted. It goes out the window. It doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. And I'll never forget that because I thought, wow, that really shifted my mind from the ideal that psychics and clairvoyants and clairsentience, all these people, that they know, they have the answer, and what they say is right and is going to happen. I just want to caution you guys with this short podcast episode to really get rooted and confident Before you go see someone and have a reading, you know, a good telltale sign that you're not, and I'm speaking on this from personal experience, is you show up to a reading or the day or hour before reading, you get nervous. I've gone to readings where I am literally shaking, like full body convulsing, Shaking, And I look at that as two things. I look at it as my ego fighting, kicking, screaming, because I'm about to be told some spiritual truth that my soul is about to say, ha-ha, head, I told you. You know, like the heart and the head, the battle between them. Sometimes when I shake and get nervous, that's my heart saying, I win, I told you, I was right. And ego saying, no, I was trying to protect her, like that. Or it could be that I am so nervous that someone is about to tell me exactly what's going to happen and I have no control over it. So when you go into sessions like crystal light healing, Reiki healing, a tarot card reading especially, if something doesn't sit right, something doesn't feel good, don't just smile and nod. I mean, smile and nod be cordial and respectful to the reader who is also just as nervous because, you know, it's, it takes a lot to be on stage, so to speak, with a stranger sitting in front of you, but to calm yourself enough to tap into energy, it's a lot, so... Hmm. It's okay to smile and nod, but just what I'm trying to say is just stay rooted. Stay grounded. If something doesn't feel right, if a reader tells you something about your body that doesn't feel right, don't listen to it. I say this to you guys. Sorry I'm so out of breath. This is a part of my adrenal fatigue I'm currently healing is I don't get enough oxygen to my cells, so when I talk too much without taking a deep breath, I get very winded, so... Bear with me, you guys. I'm not gonna hide any of this from you because this podcast is what it is because we feel like friends, because it feels like we are hanging out at a coffee shop, or well, I can't drink coffee anymore. So because it feels like we're hanging out at my house on the couch. So I don't want to edit any sounds or my heavy breathing out because this is what you would get if we were hanging out together. Just be rooted in who you are and what you feel is right. Be rooted in your intuition. It's okay to go to readers, to psychics, to astrologers, to get guidance because life is hard and it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a baby, but it takes a village to really get through this human experience in a spiritual world. It does. And we need these people. But, you know, when I used to read tarot, I would have a handful of clients every now and again who would book readings every other day and ask the same question. And I had to stop and say, one, stop wasting your precious money. Two, this this is not how you work with spirit. You don't keep pulling the tarot cards until you get the one you want. You don't keep booking a reading with different people, spending so much money and time of your own to wait and find the one that gives you the message you want to hear. You know, it can get dangerous in that way. And really, I don't want to discredit my work or any other intuitive astrologer's work, but you know the answer. All of the answers you seek and the guidance you want, it's already within you. But we readers, we we can zoom out and see, you know, my favorite analogy, we can see outside of the fishbowl of your life. We're not in it. So we can see and we can guide you like, oh, okay, let me zoom out here. And yeah, okay, you need to untangle this and you need to turn right here and then go left down that road and then we can get you out of somebody's situations. That's what astrology and intuitive readings can do. But they can't give you what you want. If what you want is a relationship, we can't say, oh, let me run my crystal ball and hand it over to you next October. And you know, that's not how it works. It's, it's a community effort and we can guide you. We can give you a map, but you know... <laughs> I'm an 80s baby. I'm used to those paper maps. We can be handed a paper map at a gas station by the clerk, right? But when we're on the road, th- that's a whole new story. We have to navigate, we have to traverse through the roads, through the terrain, through weather, through different things. That's up to us. We have the map, but how we read it is our own experience. Ooh, now we're getting deep down a rabbit hole here. So, this episode is inspired just by an intuitive ping that a lot of people, especially with all the retrogrades we have going on, we're confused as fuck. We're, we're triggered as fuck. We're, we just don't know what the fuck is going on, okay? We're, we're lost. We're very lost. And when you've been lost for so long and you're afraid and you're scared and you don't know where to turn and everything's new and uncomfortable... You can fall into that hole of going to a psychic fair and seeing every single table instead of going into a psychic fair and looking at the room, reading the energy, reading the auras, and intuitively picking one or two people to go speak from. That's where it can get dangerous. And I love you guys. I care about you. I worry about you. I want you to use spirituality responsibly. Okay? Um... To give you guys a personal example to really drive this home, let's talk about Layla. If you guys follow me on my personal Instagram and you've been listening to the podcast, we took in a puppy. We named her Layla. We found her in Texas outside of a dog park. And in my intuition, since the moment I found her at that park, said, foster, foster. Foster her, get her healthy, show JL, who has never been raised around people who respected or cared about animals, show him what unconditional love looks like because there's a reason why there's t-shirts that say foster fail. It's You've really got to practice that deep Scorpio-esque unconditional love when it comes to fostering an animal because, of course, they're cute, they they're puppies, they're fuzzy, they're warm, and you want to keep them all. But you can't. You have to remove yourself and your ego and your needs from it and think of them. So in that moment, I already knew, like, my, I'm, my adrenals are failing. We live in a motorhome, already have a dog. Um, we talk about starting our own family one day. There's so, we already have two little boys. There's so many reasons that would say no. We can definitely have the abundance to give her healthy food, To you thanks to you guys who donated. She got all of her vet bills paid for, you earth angels. And we had that abundance to give her, but a forever permanent home? No. And I knew it from day one. And even when Jael and I got in an awful argument in our kitchen in Roswell at an Airbnb, because he said, this animal is like my Jeffrey. It's my soulmate. It's my connection. I don't doubt it. But what played out shows otherwise. And then when I brought Rose on the podcast, um, I was very anxious and just going through a period of anxiety when I spoke with her. Nothing to do with her, but... You know, I already felt like, oh, geez, well, we already have the podcast scheduled. She is such a busy woman. I can't just say, hey, can we wait a few days for my energy to calm down? Okay, let's go at it. So already connecting with her and her with me, I could feel the connection was muddy because I was anxious and I was just feeling chaotic, which is the word she used in the podcast was Layla came to you to prepare you for chaos. Flash forward one month, I'm working with a naturopath because my adrenal fatigue is getting to dangerous proportions. And this doctor quite literally uses the same word. You need to eliminate chaos from your life. And I just thought, boom, I knew it. Like we can't have Layla. There's a family out there that is perfect for her, that will do much more for her, have more time for her. And I just, I knew it all along. So I think it confuses some people who follow along with the show and have their own perceptions and their own projections and they think, Rose told you or a psychic told you that this is your animal, that she is Brownie in a past life. Um, I brownie's my cat, and you guys who have followed along know that's my soulmate of a being. And I, I never once Brownie and I were so connected that I knew if she ever came back to me that I would instantly recognize her and I I just can't see it in Layla, I can't, and now that I'm calmed down, and I'm in a much better grounded place, I still can't see it, I see Layla as this beautiful being that came to us for help, and we had it, we gave it, and she is so healthy and hyper, it's a total 180, and that's why we reached out to you guys and said, hey, would anybody like to take her in as a permanent family member, and we had great responses, so But that's just it, you know. In that moment, listening to Rose, I I could kind of tap into it and say, you know, yeah, I can kind of see that. But in the quiet moments, the 5 a.m., getting up with her, taking her outside to pee, and the world's asleep but us, I don't see it. I don't feel it. And since I announced, hey, we're just going to foster her, there have been a handful of you guys who are saying, no, she's meant to be yours. She came to you like, how synchronistic is it? And I'm like, it's very synchronistic. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. But just because an animal comes into your life in that way, doesn't mean they're meant to be there forever. Just because JL is my partner right now and we talk about getting married, doesn't mean we're going to get married and be together forever. Just because we have children, that they're not our property. They're human beings that use our bodies to come through and then fulfill their own purpose. They're not ours forever. Nothing is ours forever. And if you think that way, you're going to end up talking to five psychics in one day. You've got to just release the grip and the ego on possession. Love is not possession. We can love Layla, whether she lives in our home, a home an hour away, or a day away. That, loving her, whether she's brownie or not, my cat, and whether she's JL's ex-daughter or not, like he's never had a daughter and that didn't resonate with him, he's never had an abortion or a miscarriage with anyone, but... You know, we appreciate and we have gratitude for what psychics tell us, but if it doesn't resonate, we just say, mm, nah. And it's interesting. A lot of you who listened to that episode about Layla's past life connection, more than any other episode I've ever had a response to, people said, I didn't resonate with what Rose said. I didn't feel it in my core. It didn't feel right to me. Because you guys know me, and you know Rose, and you know Layla, because we really put her on Instagram. and Dozens and dozens and dozens of people said, I liked that episode, but it didn't feel right, and I said, you know what, me neither, it doesn't, so, <laughs> jail's driving up waving to me, it didn't feel right to me either, and I just wanted to come on here and record this quick episode and let you guys know that that's okay to, you know, exchange money for a reading and sit with someone for an hour and walk away feeling like, what the fuck? Like, none of that resonated with me. And to avoid that, because no one likes, you're not wasting money, but to avoid things like that. I'm recording a podcast, but you can still come in. I'm still recording so they can hear that. But you can still come in. I was just telling them, I like to keep my podcast real life so I don't edit anything out. But what you need to do to try and not waste money or time, both yours and the readers, is look at their picture online, look at their Instagram, read their captions, read their bio, whatever it may be. You guys are all empathic people, very sensitive, very open. Read their aura, read their energy, look at their eyes, does their smile resonate with you? That alone will tell you who you really vibe with and who may really have a message for you. I find it with my own practice. Some of you guys say, I don't know how I found you. I don't know why I invested in this reading with you because I don't even really believe in astrology that much or get it, but there's something I need to hear. And every single time, there's just one thing I say out of a whole hour session together. That is the aha. That's the one piece I needed to hear. Same with all the podcast episodes. There's probably one nugget in there that you really needed to hear. So... There's my spiel about a spiritual manual and going to the right places, seeing the right readers, going to the right yoga studios. It's it's an interview process to really create your community of spiritual healers. Who do you resonate most with as an astrologer? What yoga studio do you resonate with? You'll walk into some and think, ugh, and you'll walk into others and say, ah, I feel home. Mm-hmm. Just like with podcasts, you flip through many and give them all a try See which one resonates the most, which one, whose voice feels good to you. Who can you not wait to post a new episode? That's your intuition speaking to you, saying there's a message here for you. And I always like to share this, is that for those of you who have been with me since 2018, you are family, and I truly can't wait to meet you and give you like special privileges to everything we have coming up on the horizon. But to those who are new here, hi and welcome. Maybe you'll be here for as long as I shall have this podcast. Maybe you're here for a couple of episodes. There's nothing wrong with being in love and obsessed and fangirling over someone. And then a few weeks, months, maybe a year later thinking, I don't really, just they don't resonate with me. You know, and maybe it triggers you a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a flat line of, eh, they, don't, they lost their allure. That's okay. Move on. Go find that. That's your energy and your spirit guides calling you to go find someone new who is going to meet you at this new state that you're in, this new state of your soul's evolution to guide you to the next step of healing or guidance. So with that being said, I am going to go tend to the plants we just bought today. I'm going to read a book, do a lot of things. I call my adrenal fatigue. And I just had a wonderful crystal light session with a man named Russell Forsyth that I need to go take in, absorb, talk to baby j about and just really ground myself in because i can't wait to record a podcast episode about the akashic records and how they led me to this man and what we just went through and you want to talk about spiritual healing this is like if spiritual healing is freshman sophomore junior senior this is senior level stuff so that'll be a fun episode maybe next week or the week after but for all of my friends in the uk or across the globe or In the Southern Hemisphere, my apologies that you'll be listening to this on a Thursday. I'm just, I'm really taking back my power and I'm going to relax and loosen the reins of being so Capricorn-esque. You know, my Saturn's in Capricorn, so sometimes I can be too hard on myself. And I've got to have the podcast up by midnight Wednesday, every single day. That's not what I want to do anymore. I want to record it when it feels right, when my physical body feels right, because that's what you guys feel. And that's what I want to send out into the airwave all over the world. It's incredible how many lightworkers we have here now. So with that being said, I love you guys so much. And I'm sending you so much healing from Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and beyond. I will see you next week. Goodbye.